This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hey! Hello. And welcome to the OT3 podcast. I am Sarah Weems, and today we have... Hi, I'm Ashley. Uh, I always like the crazy, weird vampire yeah. stuff, so that's what I bring to the table here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steffi, and I like the slow burns that take like 60 chapters before they even look each other in the eye. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I I bring to the table reading fan fictions that will never be completed that have uh, plots that are like solid, like 400,000 words deep, uh, because why not? Sarah, did you introduce yourself like twice? No. Yeah, okay. I forgot to fucking do the actual introduction. I like did like a whole <laughs> little thing. I don't know. Y'all, it's it's a day. It's a week. We're really busy. Um, so we thought we'd have an easy episode for all of us that I know you all will enjoy. It's going to be fun. before we get to but that. Before Steffi has things, special of course. shout out to Jim Boy uh, XVI uh, for leaving a very, very lovely review on uh, it was the Apple podcast. It was an absolute delight to like read this and once again if anyone leaves a review we are super appreciative it really helps us out to spread the word and once again it makes our hearts sing every time we see a new review so thank you jim so mm. much for your review yes so yes but now may i jump into the episode let's do it all right this episode is the fan favorites fan fiction tropes the question is do you know what a trope is as we've all heard that word it's thrown about the definition of trope is, I had it tabbed. Oh my God, there it is. <laughs> uh, devices and conventions that a writer can re reasonably rely on as being present in the audience members' minds and expectations. So that's a trope. And there's something else I want to say is that there's, I think there's a very, very big difference between a fan fiction trope and a trope trope. Because <laughs> I, I know that sounds silly, but I know there's some people listening that will agree with this, and I hope you two agree too. There is stuff that works in fan fiction that could never successfully create a TV show or movie. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And those I mean, are the ones. I think, I think yeah. some shows have tried yes. some of these weirder concepts. But so that's, that's another story. Because we're gonna talk about each of our favorites, mm -hmm. but. Um, should I start? I oh, know you guys should start. But um, because one of mine, somebody tried to make it a movie and it failed spectacularly. What? And it's it is such a I that's the thing is like, I don't know if you guys know about this. And I, I was like ready for it. I have to just, just do it. Just do it. So my favorite fan fiction trope is soulmate AU. Mm -hmm. And you're like soulmates. What's that? I mean, we all understand the concept of somebody is made for you. But generally in tropes, there are common denominators in the fan fiction that like make a soulmate a soulmate whether it be um there are some that are like you don't see color until you touch your soulmate and then you can see colors um you have your soulmate's name or initials tattooed somewhere on your body um <laughs> sharing pains that's a weird one where it's like you will like feel the other person's pains and so but you have no way to communicate to them um then the one i going to talk about is the timer which there is a timer on your wrist that tells you how long until you're going to see your soulmate oh wait i've seen a movie about this that's the movie that failed ridiculously oh my god yeah it's what not it's that? 
it was it's a movie called Timer is the name of it. And I think it's uh. 2000 and one second. I also have it up in a tab. 2009. And I remember watching this at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, I actually kind of like this. <laughs> oh, no, I like it, too. But it did not succeed in mass market Mm-mm. because it's one of those tropes that does so well in fan fiction because it's it's two characters that you love to see and you want them together or you know they'll end up together and it gives you a reason to put them together. Like uh, a really good example of this is I'm currently um, like a good 400,000 words deep reread of a Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy fan fiction and they're soulmates. And the best part is, is that they don't, they don't, the, you find out your soulmate is like everybody who has a soulmate is born with a little black dot, but not everybody is guaranteed to have a soulmate. Mm-hmm. But then when you like touch your soulmate for the first time, like skin on skin contact, that little dot turns into a tattoo of some kind that represents the two of you. Like Draco and Harry have flowers and like hair they, and they have individual flower, flowers that represent each other, but they don't find out that they're soulmates until they're dueling in second year. And so it's a rewrite. <sighs> yeah. So it's basically they find out and like, Draco stops Harry from using parcel tongue because he's like, yo, <clears throat> let's not do that. Like, are you fucking crazy? Um, <clears throat> and then like they meet up afterwards and they're like, well, we're soulmates. And they're still like, they're 12 year olds. They're like, let's be friends. But they're like, but let's not do it publicly because our reputations kind of rely on this enemy. And so it's this story of like everything canonically kind of still happens. I say because like the further you get from that point, the wilder it gets. Like it basically Mm -hmm. like I'm at the point where Harry discovered he's a necromancer. So but it's very well done. And like you and it's so but like that, that's the thing is like it's these two characters that wouldn't usually get like it like in the current circumstance. They would never talk to each other because of their hatred. But because of this, like, commute, like this, like, hey, the universe is saying you belong together. Give it a shot. But even in this world, they're like, yeah, it may not be true. Like, fun, like, spoilers for this fan fiction. Um, McGonagall, her soulmate is Voldemort. Oh. Yeah. And, like, she is still fighting against him. And, like, Draco finds it out in... uh, Does um, she know? Yeah, she knows. Her soulmate tattoo is the dark mark or like a, like a prettier version of it. Jesus. Oh yeah. And so it's, he finds it out while she's passed out and he's helping heal her. And she's like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Don't worry. And she's like, he, she's like, some soulmates just don't work together or like Cedric Diggory. The timing of that. Oh, I know it, it's questionable, yeah. but you know, it's, you just letting it be. Cause <laughs> it's Sefi, you would love this because first of all, it's it's just fluff. There's no explicity every mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, but like the little like bits and bobs they have thrown in this fan fiction because you've got uh, Tonks soulmate is Cedric Diggory, but Cedric Diggory, they're just friends. And Tonks is oh. dating Percy. And th- then Cedric and Cho end up getting married. And let's not forget Nicholas Flamel is an active character in the story and very clearly in a threesome relationship with Dumbledore and it's just like okay who's, good who's the third uh, Nicholas Flamel's wife oh I forgot it's, about her 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is such an, it's like such a joyful and like they really work in magic law in a way that like JK Rowling never thought about. Cause she's an idiot, but like, it's like the, the way that they like work around things and like, they don't let like, yeah, they don't have your favorite characters die, but nonetheless, soulmate AU it, that's a really okay. good example. Cause it completely reshapes what the world is. Yeah. Um, so could you be friends with your soulmate, or uh, does it have to be like no? It's just like look at McGonagall and Dumb and um Voldemort. Like it's and oh also Lily and Snape are soulmates, and like Harry finds it out, like and he has like a whole shattering thing, and he has to go to Sirius and Lupin, being like, "What the literal fuck?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "He did love your mother a lot, but like sometimes your prejudice and stuff can't like bring you over." Oh, that hurts. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so I just want to interrupt real quick. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, uh, if you missed a previous episode, AU means uh, alternate universe. So same story, just some alter- alterations. Yeah. Or so same al- characters, at least. Same characters, same, like, honestly, the same major beats will happen. Like, they end up breaking in the Ministry of Magic. They ride the Thestrals there. Mm-hmm. Like, things like that are happening. But, like, the author's clearly like, fuck you. No, I'm not going to kill Sirius Black. Fuck you. Um, Draco's parents love him and they would never force him to become a Death Eater if he doesn't want to. And like things like that are in the story. It's just it's it's so solid. It's a work in progress. Um, But that's like my current like I didn't even know we were doing this episode today, guys. I just had like literally just had that in my back pocket. being like, whoop, I just read that. Um, (laughs) But also I'm going to throw back to our ABO episode because Another example that's very common in fan fiction for soulmates is the concept of mates, which Mm -hmm. is uh, very specific in the ABO fandom. So you've got mates, which means that their pheromones match up and they both like usually go into like ruts and heats just by being near each other. And then they have to consummate and it's... Oh, y'all gotta go go watch that ABO episode. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah. I could rant more about soulmate AUs in this one fan fiction, but I want to give you two time as well. So um, what's your guys's, what's your favorite? And tell me, tell me a story and like what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Ashley, if you don't mind, I already have one ready. Uh, you go for it, Steffi. One of my, y'all know, for, or if you don't know, uh, I love fluff. I love, I, I like the sexy things don't really do it for me. It's the emotional journeys that people go on. So one of my favorite tropes, I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show, but it's top tier for me, is kind of like a sick fic or a hurt comfort fic. And basically that means one of the characters is going through something emotionally or sick or just dealing with something. And the other character is trying to comfort them, help them and be there for them. Uh, But my favorite is like, uh, like this normally caring character, uh, the soft character, I guess, is like... Uh, in a situation, usually like sick or can't do something. Sick is my favorite. Where they, you know, like, oh, I have a cold or something. And then uh, the normally gruff character who's not very caring has to step up to the plate and take care of this person. And so another example is like, oh, they're captured and one is injured. And once again, one of the characters has to take care of the other one so they can get better. I absolutely love those. So yeah, that's this. So so like the uh, the the caring, right? It's like I've seen something like that, but I didn't realize. Is it called what is it? What is the trope called? Uh, hurt comfort. It's a hurt comfort or sick fic. Hurt comfort I, or sick. I've heard sick, hurt comfort. That's a big one. Sick fic yeah. is like more of the older version of it. 
Like it's now pretty I'm predominantly hurt comfort. hurt comfort. Like I'm from old fan fiction world, so <laughs> yeah. But like, God, Steffi, I agree with you. Hurt comforts are like a good example is one that I read years ago, and you're gonna slowly learn that I've had a very huge P- Peter Pan phase of my life when I was younger. And so one of them was Wendy got sick, and Peter Pan had to stop being childish for a day to be the one that takes care of her. And I was like. Oh, that's straight to my heart. I love that. I am an awful human being and I love real. I I read hurt fix, but like I read some that like also go into like the hurt itself and then it just hurts, but it makes the the comfort (laughs) better. Um, Like there was a there's a handful of really good steric fix which is Styles and Derek from Teen Wolf, where Styles is a human, so he always gets kidnapped. And so it's like he gets kidnapped and like hurt or something happens and then Derek has to like help him get better and things like that. And it's just like, ah, oh, good soup. So good. <laughs> okay, so I have a couple, but the first one that I want to talk about is um, like Vegas AU. Which oh means my God. Two people somehow get drunk and married in Vegas. And it's two of your characters, and then they have to figure out what happened. So this is, you've seen this in movies, but for whatever reason, you know you know of uh, fan fiction with this trope. <laughs> Steffi, you're looking at me. I love this so much. I'm, oh, <laughs> Ashley, this is so you, but it's so good. <laughs> um, there's this one fan fiction. It's one of my favorites. It's really old. It's a Rurouni Kinchin, you know, uh, Kinchin Kaoru fic. And they're fey, kind of. I don't know. It's it's only two chapters, but the uh, the amount of like time spent in it is so good. And basically, something really weird happens. Their magic gets blown up, and then they find out that they're married the next day. And so it's like a murder mystery. They're trying to figure out what happened. How did they meet? How did they even know each other before going there? Um, and of course, it's like really fluffy and fun the entire oh time. God. Oh, what is that movie? With uh, Zach Galpinakis? Hangover? Hangover. It's just like that, but, you know, more romancy. Romancy. Um, and then, I don't know, just also, like, it, it, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love those because it's like the they wake up and then it's... It's like they wake up and then they're both like, who the fuck are you? And yeah. they're like, I don't know who the fuck are you? And then First it's just like, how do we end up here fuck are we really married and like you hit those same beats every time and it's just like it's good it's good it's good soup and and what's awesome about it is they're usually kind of fast they're not like these long epics it's kind of like a small little like chunk of slice of life all right let's throw these two people you know throw this throw them in this very well done trope and just see what happens i want to take a minute and point out that the our favorite tropes really say a lot about each of us Oh, God, it does. Oh, what? Vegas? (laughs) Ashley's is Vegas. I want it short. I want to read it fast. I want to have a good time. Steffi's is, I just want someone to love me and comfort me and take care of me. And I'm like, I don't like having to date. I just need you to tell me who I'm supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh This is a little too on the nose. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh Okay. You want to know what my second favorite is? Arranged marriage. Oh, my God. So we, I don't need a personality test. I need to know what your favorite trope says about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in the chat, oh anyone comment, what is your favorite trope? And we're going to dissect what that means. Yeah, we, we need to really like look into who our audience is and we need to talk yeah. about it. Tweet oh us, my. leave it in the comment of the video. Like, I need to know. You know what oh we need God. to know? Hey, Jaren, what's your favorite trope? Jaren, what's your favorite trope? Jared. I, I thought that y'all were going to ask me and I was thinking about it and I was like, I got nothing. I, I don't know. Like <laughs> Here, here, Jaren, I have an idea. I'm going to read off some for you. OK, I've got okay. a list in front of me. OK. All right. Eight fan fiction, fan fiction tropes will honestly want more of. OK. Enemies to lovers. <gasps> OK. Royalty. Okay. A misunderstood character. Uh, sharing a bed. Uh, that shit crazy plot, and that's like that's um, crack fits like we talked about. Okay, cross yeah. fandom tropes, mm. uh, temporary amnesia. Ooh, Ooh. the coffee shop. That's a good one. Coffee shop AU's. Um, baby fix. Um, undercover. Okay. Uh, body swap. Oh, those are oh. good. Um, any any of those ring your fancy? The temporary amnesia sounded kind of kind of interesting as a concept. Like what 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 are what are those usually like like? Oh, they're good. <laughs> oh, good. They're really good. Uh, Basically, like there's one event that one of the characters just happens to lose their memory. Like they hit their head or in a battle and get like, you know, something happens or, you know, a magic spell. And it's like up to the other person to help jog oh, their memory. Yeah. And... Like, uh, what was it? Uh, 51st dates, right? Yeah. 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 yeah no, that, that's that's awesome. I like I like yeah. those stories. There's, oh, God, let's, I, I don't even know when the last time I read it, but there was, there's two versions of temp temporary amnesia i've seen that like have really made an impact on my opinions of fan fiction and one was this heart-wrenching and i can't remember if it was clane which is blaine and kurt from glee or steric which is styles and derek from teen wolf but it was that they were in new york living their lives like five years married trying like having adoption paperwork almost finished to have a child and one of them gets in a car accident and loses the last seven years of his memory. Doesn't know who this person is, hates them, doesn't <laughs> understand who this person is. And he just wants his dad. And he's like, I don't want to stay here with you. And it's just like heart wrenching of this like other person who is like it's it's like a hurt comfort of sort because it's a person that's usually the hurt person now back in this like painful place. And it's just oh, it's good. Temporary amnesia can go lots of different ways, though, because it can be as heart-wrenching as what Sarah just described, uh -huh. or it can be as fun as enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. One of them forgets their enemies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the other <laughs> and they're like, I kind of like you. You're really fun. And they're like, who are you? Oh, my God. So uh, as a popular culture reference, um, Miraculous Ladybug had an episode where the two main characters, because they don't know each other's secret identities, they were, uh, they both, the hero, uh, sorry, the villain made both of them forget their memories. And so they teamed up and they thought they were dating, even though, because like, uh, it's very complicated. Miraculous Ladybug is like, Ladybug is in love with a model, but the model is in love with Ladybug, but the Ladybug is not in love with the Cat Noir. It's a complicated. I hate it's <laughs> that I know this plot from TikTok. I'm very <laughs> upset by it. 
and it may sound confusing, but I am 100% accurate. Uh, basically, they're in love with each other, but they don't know it. And when they're in the situation where they both don't have their memories, it looks like they're in love with each other because it makes sense. And then at the ep- end of the episode, they lose their memory again. And it's just like, why would you do that to me? And anyways, uh, Cat Noir and Ladybug are my OTP right now. And it just... Aww. What I was... Um, oh. Oh, finish your thing. I was going to say one other one was there was an old Sandra oh, Bullock wait. movie. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. I was like, yeah, temporary but- amnesia is something that works in film. Oh, yeah, that really, really works. But that one was interesting where she does not end up with the person who gets amnesia. So she ends really- up with his brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Amnesia is Spoilers. definitely a fun trope, but some people hate it. Like, you're either oh, yeah. like, a, a you like amnesia or you're like, cop out amnesia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's still really fun to play with in fan fiction because in fan fiction, I feel like we don't judge as harshly as we do in film. It's just like, sure, okay, they have amnesia. This will be fun. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think because it's also a huge trope in soap operas. It's like, well, nothing's going on. I guess somebody's going to lose their memory. Uh, I used to be really into soap operas. So, So, surprise. Uh, (laughs) But there was a take of temporary amnesia I saw in fan fiction years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like not, it's one of those things that like was a really good fan fiction back then, but like looking back and I'm like, that seems slightly problematic. Um, but it was written about a DID character. So they had, dis- uh, um, what is it? What's the, I know what is DID. Uh, it means that you have multiple personalities in your brain. Uh, Disatoshi disassociative identity disorder Mm -hmm. and uh it was this fan fiction where um kurt like had this from what from what from what kurt from what glee um sorry sorry. kurt from glee (laughs) had did Mm -hmm. and he had like seven personalities in him and it was due to um being abused when he was younger by an uncle and he didn't know that because it just locked it in with one of the DIDs. And it was like each DID had a different characteristic. But the mm-hmm. thing is, it was like this very, again, I read the stories that have the awful hurt all the way through and then some comfort. That's what I'm there for. I need to feel something. <laughs> it's like, I'm like 90% comfort, 20% hurt. You are the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, I really am. But like the, um, but with that one, it was really interesting because I remember reading it and you met all the different alts and they all had different personalities. And like, it was him trying to learn how to live with it and like figure out what his trauma was and things like that. But in the end of it, what happened is that like he had fallen into one D like one altar and like, couldn't get out. And he just moved away and was somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then the main character, like there's like a, there was an epilogue where he met him again and he was like, like, it was like the boyfriends met each other again. He's like, oh my God, Kurt, I haven't seen you in so long. He's like, who's Kurt? Who are you? And it was like, oh. it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. That one did not have a happy ending. And I read that thing so fast and it broke me. And I was like, <sighs> and it was like on, it was on fan fiction before there was a good tagging system. And I, oh God. But yeah, so like, there's another way that amnesia is used. And then it just, rips you apart or um there's a really mm-hmm. popular harry potter one which again i would um check the tags before you read and i oh, actually started it manacled which is Ooh. it's a woo it's very yeah. popular on um book or fan fiction tiktok right now mm-hmm. or has been in the last year 
Um, it's Hermione Draco mixed with Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But uh, like, definitely actually, read the tags before you go into this one. This one is pretty brutal all the way around. Um, so, but it is definitely a. Hermione is the one that has amnesia and she doesn't realize she had already had a relationship with Draco. And then you find that out through what's going on. I don't think I'm spoiling anything because you kind of find out pretty early um, that this is going on. And the climax is just so intense. The climax (laughs) is Hermione remembering everything. So you go through like this, you go through like 15 chapters of like Handmaid's Tale and you're like, this is awful. And like Draco's like losing it and drunk all the time. And you're like, I'm really confused. What's what the hell? And why? And you're just sitting here and you're reading this. And you're like, why is everybody recommending this? I don't get this. And then you get to this point and then Hermione gets all her memories back. And you're like, oh, my God, poor Draco, poor Hermione. This is, again, hurt. Me hurt. And I, it's oh just God. it's all the hurt. It's all the hurt. I, I think there's so little comfort in this one that I don't think it, <laughs> I think this could be like a hurt oh. slash hurt. Yeah, this is the one I don't think I could do. So I'm going to give I, a, I'm going to give a. 30 seconds, I'm going to say a big spoiler for Manacled, so turn it, like, just skip ahead. Skip. Everyone dies. Everyone. <laughs> Harry, Ron, the entire... Draco goes and kills the entire Order of the Phoenix. He kills them. And, like, because they couldn't protect Hermione. He's so mad they couldn't protect Hermione, he kills everyone. And then she has amnesia, and she gets kidnapped by Umbridge, gets tortured, and then becomes a fucking handmaid. And then Draco gets her, and Draco then... It's it's horrifying. Really good story though. Um, yeah, really well done. Okay, spoiler over. Uh, Spoilers that being over. Said it's so big. It's such a popular fan fiction. People have got it binded into books, and they've and been the showing artwork. that. Off. You know what? The art is amazing. Here, here's the thing. You don't have to read it. Don't read it. What I want you to look up is manacled artwork, because Sevi, I want you to look it up right now. Look up manacled artwork because I it that? is like manacles, like the things on your hands it's the most beautiful manic yeah it's pretty good dude I don't it's like m-a-n-a-c-l-e-d i it's so gorgeous yeah it's it, it, it has no right like i mean and this author who created this story i believe i could be wrong about this but she also recently created a new I've seen this art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very it's popular. Fun. So that's what that was. Yup. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely seen this on Tumblr. It's good art. And it really, it, it and like the thing is like, it had it like at the top of each chapter mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh God, this is fan fiction done right. And you're like, oh, but, um, but this author, I believe this author, uh, started a new trope within the Hermione Draco um, fandom, which is Draco is a Durmstrang student and he comes over during the fourth year. Oh. And that's a, that's a thing right now. And I haven't jumped into it yet. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, I like that. <laughs> I also want to point out that I, what I, I love about fanfic is one, there is something for every freaking person on this planet. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you like, there is fanfic of it. Second, there is such... Um, Harry Potter is going through some discourse for a while now because the author has said some really, really horrible things. And it just doesn't feel, for at least for me, it doesn't feel good to read the books right now. But like 
Harry Potter was such a huge, it literally was my only friend for a while because I was a military brat. I traveled a lot. One thing I had in common with everybody, Harry Potter. It was always my thing that I obsessed about. It was my life. And so I still wanted to be a part of it, but there's like this weird thing there because I don't support the author. I don't like what she has to say and Mm -hmm. I don't, they don't like giving her money. And so fan fiction has been like a good way to like, ah, I can at least enjoy these characters mm. without the influence of this person. At, you know? And I also kind of love, we kind of got off base here, but I'm, just, I'm yeah, going yeah. down it. But can we talk about fan fiction still? It's okay. But like what the fandoms- But we'll have, get back on topic. We'll get back on topic. But what the fandoms have done around Harry Potter, which is a very like, fuck you to JK Rowling. Because like, there's this thing. And as I said, like how, oh, Draco's goes to Durmstrang and now a bunch of people are taking that and writing with it, even though one person started it. Fan mm-hmm. fiction, like, it's like a hive mind. So, like, mm-hmm. if you see one thing, then you'll start seeing it in other things. And you see one thing here, you'll see... Yeah. So, and when J.K. Rowling came out being an awful human being, um, a lot of people are like, wow, well, let me change things. Because you never actually said this or that. And so, like, I... Like, the thing I had mentioned earlier, which I'll have Steffi put in the after notes, because uh, I can't think what the title of it is right now. Mm-hmm. But um, in it, basically, the author's like... Yeah, I don't like how J.K. Rowling did a lot of this stuff. So Harry is Indian, and that's how he can speak parcel tongue. It's not because he has Voldemort's soul in him or anything. It's because it's the heritage. Because you want to know what? That makes sense for that, like, because they're, like, the snake things. And it's really interesting. It's a little racist, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. But it's just... I may, Maybe. I don't know. And if it is, I apologize. But it's, like, the way that, like, instead of, like... At a point, like, instead of Cho Chang, that being her name, like, they even, like, the person wrote in the plot being, because, like, a big part about Cho Chang's name is that that's two surnames. Mm-hmm. And there's a, like, there's a bit in it where, uh, like, Cedric goes, oh, that's not actually her first name. That's her nickname. That it's her mom's maiden name or something. Because they're, like, trying to, like, kind of fix here and there things that J.K. Rowling did that was, like. So, basically, what we're seeing is, like, basically another fanfic trope, which is the fix-it fic. Where yes. they try to fix the whatever the author or creator has done. And once again, I loved Harry Potter growing up. As an adult, I can see like a lot of the um, underlying racist and kind of horrible things that are in the book. Homophobia. Yeah. Like, uh, like the Cho Chang thing, like it, it, like what they, this book did her dirty and a lot of other characters. There's like racist characters. Um, It's just, it's not yeah. great. It's, and so these fix are just trying to either change it, fix it, or adjust it slightly. Yeah. And like also, it's really interesting that, I don't know, that's a whole other conversation about Harry Potter. We could have a whole episode on Harry Potter, but interesting how J.K. Rowling and the Death Eaters are literally a metaphor for Nazis. And yet, like, she, it, it, it's just so stupid. J.K. Rowling's so stupid. Well, I was before we get onto the tropes thing, I did have one little thing that might be just an interesting thought that I have thought about this before. And it is the idea of what is meaning. Like when we mm-hmm. read a book, 
what is the true meaning of that book? Is it what the author intended or is what the reader got from it? Because these are two separate things. Oh, Somebody definitely. can read something very differently than the way an author intended. And in literature circles, this is a conversation that happens. And what it comes down to is that whenever you read a book, you create that meaning between you and that book yourself. And whatever the author did or didn't do, if you didn't get that from that book, it doesn't exist. And while J.K. Rowling is awful, I hope that this kind of helps people who still enjoyed that, you know, reading those books, liking those books. You are not an awful person for that. Your meaning in that book is your own. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Another good example is Ender's Game. Mm. I love that book. And it feels like it's coded to be more about a, it feels to me at least, it's very coded homosexual that's not the word. It's, it's coded very gay. And as a bi lady, it's really important to me. And then you find out the author is extremely homophobic. And that was just all me just thinking that's what it was. Still love that book. Hate the author. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the same thing with a Harry Potter. I, I, Ashley, I absolutely love that very much. Where it's it's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people got from Harry Potter is not to be transphobic, not to be this, mm-hmm. not to be that. And then that's not exactly what she intended because she turns out to be the thing that we thought we were fighting against, basically. There was right. a really interesting article that was written like at the peak of like her being very outspoken about this. And it was written by um, somebody in the trans community. And they were saying, and the article was basically like, Harry Potter and the community around it is the reason I felt comfortable to come out as trans. And mm-hmm. and it was them saying, like, this doesn't mean that, like, whatever she's saying is not taking that away from me. It's just changing how I will look at it in the future. But, like, this community and the people in it and, like, what we've made is so much more than who she is and what she believes. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And I think that's really important with, like, a lot of things. Like, John Green has also... I think made an article or like made a, uh, one of his vlog brother videos about this because people always are asking John Green, well, what happened to Hazel Grace? Not Hazel Grace. That's the other book. No, is Hazel Grace a girl from Fault in Our Stars? Did I just remember her yeah. name? Wow. Damn. Uh, it's, like, it's like something Hazel, something Grace, I believe. Yeah. Wow. I'm proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> everybody's always like, well, what happens to her after the book? And John Green refuses to respond because he goes, it doesn't matter to me. It matters to you what happens Mm -hmm. to her after that book. And like his take on that, he goes, I'm not going to say anything because it's not my place to. The -hmm. book's done. My story's over. And I just like, oh, I love that. A Mm -hmm. good video to also watch is Lindsay's L. Lindsay Ellis, uh, Death of the Author, where they kind of go into this more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, once the book is out there, who does the story belong to? And it kind of goes into that. Exactly. That was really interesting. Uh, but I feel like we should get back on track on to tropes. our favorite tropes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Second favorite tropes. Sarah? Did you already see arranged <sighs> marriages? I, I mean, probably. I really... The thing is, I only like arranged marriages if it's in the correct context. Because I'm not for, like, modern-day arranged marriages. But there are some really good, like... um there's a very big pro there and it belongs in certain fandoms arranged marriage with uh king arthur and merlin 10 Mm. out of 10 because it's (laughs) like merlin is the king of the druids and arthur is trying to like make amends and so they end up getting an arranged marriage and then falling in love and like having just being themselves 
great content. Sarah, if you still have that thick, I need it like yesterday. Which, oh, I, uh, so many. author, uh, I think uh, Merlin and author, because uh, like there was an old BBC Arthur, show called, but yeah. called Merlin, sorry, I'm like all time time, but there's an old BBC show called Merlin and I was obsessed with it and I think the last fic I read from beginning to end was a Merlin Arthur fanfic that you sent me. Oh, it's the one with them Ooh. being soccer? Oh, football. that was good. Football, sorry. Yeah, that one was uh, football, that one's but yeah. Good, yeah, it's Arthur is, that's also like relationships you can't talk about. I also love those. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, basically, uh, Arthur is like this football star and Merlin is just like this nerdy, like student and archivist and yeah, so cute. And then they fall in love, but Arthur isn't out yet because his dad's a fucking asshole and which is like, it's just good. Um, but also arranged marriages in the Harry Potter canon because there's a, it's similar to like kind of uh, a couple things is like the repopulation effort kind of thing being like, hey, there aren't enough wizards. We're dying out. We need more. Like, <laughs> it needs to make sense for, like, my logical brain. It can't be just like, it's the modern day society and there's an arranged marriage. Deal with it. And it's like, no, there has to be a reason. Like, I need, yeah. I need, a, I need a plot reason. So those are the okay. two that I'll read them in. <laughs> Ashley? Okay, so one of my other favorites, I don't know what this says about me, um, but I just think it's so funny, um, or like fun. It's the share a bed or the huddle oh, for yes. warmth, huddle for warmth. <gasps> yes. I kind of no think wonder of them you as love similar. Ice Planet Barbarians. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so the share a bed, uh, trope is kind of different from the huddle for warmth. So the share a bed is basically, there's one bed. I don't know how the situation occurs. There's one bed. Who's good? Like, do we sleep together? Does someone sleep on the floor? I mean, it gets complicated. And it's kind of similar to the huddle form because sometimes this happens in like an isolated situation or like, I don't know, like one hotel room, one bed. Like, I don't know. It, it could be a lot of different scenarios, but the mm -hmm. scenario for me is the fun one. And then, of course, in like, you know, the huddle for warmth one is just really fun fluff. That is just fun fluff that whenever oh. anyone gives it to me, I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed that fluff. <laughs> yeah. Mm, oh, Ashley, it's so good. I love that. Um, so uh, <laughs> oh, mine is a holiday fix. <laughs> no, I, I love hate those. those. I love them. Christmas. I love them so. <laughs> well, see, in a lot of like, Yes, Christmas, but also like winter holiday because some places like, you know, alien planets don't have a Christmas. So there's like usually like a winter solstice or something like that. But I also like Halloween ones where they're like picking costumes. And can I guess which fix you like that are holiday? Are they Doctor Who fix exclusively? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. I just wanted to get that okay, out before like I was 90 percent. Uh huh. Okay, listen, shut up. You don't I know I just me. I know you too well and I just sorry, continue. Halloween. The the other one is I love when Kylo Ren has to do like get a present for Ray. Oh <laughs> and, my god. And like without fail, Finn and Poe are always getting like the perfect gifts for each other. Never mind. Anyways, but I also really like <laughs> I also really, really like Halloween fix. Like, it's just like them dressing up and like going to parties and just like, just, it's a little bit of a crack fic at that point, but it's like mm. just lots of fun shenanigans, putting these like characters in a different situation and it's a lot of fun. 
Fun fact. Um, so I'm in a fan fiction, and it's what I don't really read fan fiction that uh, people put me in, but there is one that I read that I have loved and I have talked about for years to my friends, and it's where me and the person who does the voice for Ruby uh, go on a winter vacation. And so Lindsay Jones, who's actually been on the show, uh, Ooh, so yes. Lindsay and I, uh, we go to a uh a winter lodge because in the story I have never been on a vacation. And so Lindsay takes me to this winter lodge to go skiing and it's really adorable and it's really fluffy. So. Oh, I love it that's so, much. so cute. <laughs> Can I throw out one that I, I didn't know existed, but yeah, I found out sure. through like doing a little bit of research before this podcast, sex pollen. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That feels Was very there a point in my school? life where I read a lot of those? Probably more than okay. I admit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read what the definition of sex pollen is because I did not believe this, but I understand it exists. Sex pollen, a common fan fiction trope used to bring two, character, two characters together in a sexual encounter. It involves one or several characters becoming infected with a pollen of some alien or magical plant yep. where they might be influenced in some other way magic, uh-huh. alien technology, or mind control. This gets close to the fuck or die fan. I was about control. to say that. I was like, it's in the same vein <laughs> as fuck or die. <laughs> have you never run across fuck or die? I have. I didn't know it had a name. And I didn't know how big sex pollen was. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember this being huge back uh-huh. in the day. I don't know how if it's still very popular, but I know at least back in the day, like early 2000s, it was huge mm-hmm. everywhere. It's still like... Kind of prevalent, <laughs> but people, it, I feel like I see sex magic more than sex pollen nowadays. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's less of a, oh, a weird plant got me and now I gotta go bang. It's like, <laughs> oh no, I drank a potion and I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> Potions. Fucked up, yeah. Can kind of get close to, like, I don't know. That's, it's so weird the, the tropes that exist out there that, like, mm-hmm. I would not admit that I've read a lot of them, but I have. Because I've I've dabbled in just about every fan fiction there is just because I'm curious and I I'm just like, what does that mean? And then you're like, oh, oh, and you're like, that is what that means. I was like, didn't know that was a thing. And then you just you make you regret it. And then it's just in your brain forever. And you know to avoid it in the future. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Any other fun uh, ones you guys got? Like just last minute. I mean, I've always liked time travel. I love mm. putting Mike the good characters and just like earlier in the series, later in the series. I, I, I'm, but I am like a time travel whore. If there's time travel, I will obsess about it. So I mean, I, I, I just like to throw that out there. We kind of talked about this. Oh, Steph, you should read Dead of Time. Huh? It's a. <laughs> It's a big complicated thing where Hermione goes back in time with marauders and goes through and uh, hangs out with them. And I'm pretty sure she starts dating Sirius. When, but they're both like teenage, like they're both teenagers. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I just? I, I'm so sorry. I'm because like I'm looking on the list of tropes and I just completely forgot about this one. It's the funniest one? one ever. What? It's the woke up gay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you just wake up and you're gay. I love it. God. Okay, here's another one. In vino veritas. Oh, in that wine, there is truth. So, under the influence, a person tells the truth. In vino veritas, I was like, "Ooh, I need, I need to look up these tropes, man." Dude, I, I was gonna say we kind of touched on this one, but it is one of my favorites. 
which is the fix it fix. Like oh, the yeah. ones like I just like as Steffi kind of said, it's like I love a fic where if I'm like Teen Wolf, awful story, not great. Fix it fix. Incredible. Like it will mm. like just choose a random episode. They're like, okay, we're starting here. Everything in the series is trash beyond that. Harry Potter, 19 years later, like what's in between? Um, like those I live for. I live for them. Oh, um, that just reminds me because um fan fiction kind of exists on TikTok, but like in video form, which I think is very interesting, where there these people are just kind of performing the trope or re-editing something. And I just thought of one that I really, really liked. And it's a fix-it time travel one. Basically, mm. um, spoilers for uh Marvel's endgame and everything. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the movie, Captain America goes back in time and stays with Peggy Carter. Uh Normally, all about that shit. In this case, I have some issues with it. Um, and then so I saw a TikTok where uh, Captain America goes back in time, sees her making out with one of my favorite characters from the Peggy Carter show, because I shipped them too hard. And then he comes back in time. I mean, goes back to the where, you know, the future. And that's it. He leaves her alone, which I think he should have done. But, you know, that's whatever to each their own. But yeah. Thank you for that fix it TikTok wherever you are. That mm. it it filled a part of my heart I didn't know was so broken. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right, Ashley, do you have any last ones that you want to talk about? Last one that I've always just been a really big fan of is the missing scenes trope. Mm. Like what happened oh. when, you know, you don't see these characters on screen or you don't see them in the book, but you know something happened, they reference something. I like to see someone flesh that out for me because, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, a bit of a warrior. I'm, like, what happened, you know? <laughs> um, especially if it's something interesting or, like, period of time where these characters are together, uh-huh. but then you just never hear about it again. It's, like, what went down? May I recommend, Ashley? I don't, again, I'm just Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, Shell Cottage AU because Harry's off digging a grave for Dobby and there's so much going on in the house and like those are such interesting fix it's like them trying to heal Hermione and like Hermione and Ron having moments as they like try and get back together and it's just yeah I love that stuff definitely um I guess with that we're done so uh mm-hmm. if you have a favorite fanfic or fanfic trope let us know in the comments and the reviews once again if you leave a review we will give you a shout out so thank you thank you everyone who's doing that because like I said that's how our show gets to spread the word a little bit I was um follow us on all social media at ot3 podcast uh pretty much everywhere Facebook Instagram Twitter TikTok all that I was also um, going to say that I think that like if there's something that you guys want to hear us talk more about, mm-hmm. like yes. we touched it and you're like, I really would love to hear more about X or Y. Please let us know and we will definitely look into it because we're intrigued oh, yeah. to hear what you guys have to say. And um, with that, thank you so much, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.